Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Podcast for spiritual seekers and lurkers, the respectfully curious and the pursuers of their passion, hosted by Melanie Dawn, Jen Anderson, and Tanya Ryan. And today it's just me, it's Tanya. And what I am bringing to the table today, I kind of waffled on it because I really wanted to bring in a tarot episode again, um, just for those out there that might be into the oracle and tarot nerdiness of it all. Um, But what kind of hit me harder when I was getting closer to actually recording this episode was to um, basically get into how to access your intuition in a more effective or efficient way. Um, because basically that's how I would start the, the tarot conversation anyways. It would be like, all right, let's start at the, the roots of this thing, which is you have to be able to lean into your intuition. So I think that by the time I'm done talking about that, <laughs> that'll be the episode. So we'll do tarot episode another time, and this one can be the intuition episode. Um, so basically, and, and who knows, maybe we'll get into some tarot, because it's just me talking to myself. So maybe I'll run out of content here. Um, I probably should have notes on this too. And I'm just flying by the seat of my pantaloons. Um, so yeah, the, I do teach a tarot course and this is something that we get into right off the bat is like, just first off, understanding how your intuition communicates with you. Because you're going to find that from person to person, it will vary. And some some of us, it doesn't vary very drastically. It can be very really similar. And then others, it's it's huge difference. So maybe you've heard of the Claire's. There's like, I'm not going to remember them all, but clairaudience, clairvoyance, clairsentience. And these are different ways of um, hearing or receiving an intuitive message. I don't, as you know, because I don't even know all the terms, I don't use those words very often. Instead, I just kind of... Um, just communicate in a way that makes sense to me. And I don't actually put a title to it. I will describe it to you as best as I can. Um, but I've never really like specifically dialed in and said, Oh, I'm clairsentient or, Oh, I'm clairvoyant or, or whatever. Um, however, if that, if those titles or, um, researching those helps you understand your own intuition better and helps you dial in on it, then that's what you do. So the biggest thing with intuition is just understanding that we each receive our own intuitive downloads in our own way and that that's absolutely perfectly wonderful, the way that you receive them um, and in a way that's unique to you, wonderful. So anything that helps you is great. Um, but yeah, so we can all, we all channel intuition and spirit differently um, or some of us the same. Good God, I need Melanie and Jen here to help keep me not like a flake. Anyways. All right. Um, And so uh, the biggest thing when working to like strengthen your intuition or even just to find it is to basically start paying attention. So, you know, when you've had those like niggling feelings, like you're like, oh, I should take this exit. No, that's not the way I usually go home. I'll just go home the normal way. So you kind of ignore that little niggling feeling that said you should have taken the exit. And then all of a sudden you run into traffic and you end up being 40 minutes late. And maybe you find out that that other way would have saved you a lot of time. So that is a perfect example of your intuition trying to tell you something. So all you'd have to do, and you can do this retroactively. So you can actually go back into moments and I don't care when they were, they could have been like 10 years ago. You can go back and validate them now. And what it does is it basically just kind of, it's kind of like turning on your open sign. It's saying, Hey, I'm actually looking for this and I'm actually paying attention. And I actually would like to know more, see more, feel more, hear more. How, again, however, your communication comes to you. 
Um, and so basically if you just kind of say that you will start to notice more happening and that's like even just a neurological thing, right? You're going to, um, kind of dial in that bias of your brain to look for those cues. So then all your job is for that first little while is simply to validate what you see, feel, hear, experience, um, as an intuitive cue. So if, and and my favorite thing actually on this is even if you don't listen to it, so that, that exit is the perfect example. You had that feeling, you didn't take the exit and then you learned after why that was important. That's okay because like your spirit team source, your network, your, I've called them my board of directors. They don't really, they're, they're not, um, they're not inherent control freaks. Like we are as humans, (laughs) they're just more like they offer suggestions and they don't even care if you take them, but it does make a difference. If you say, Hey, I heard you, I'm not going to do what you said, but I heard you. And then just like, Oh, cool. Thanks for hearing me. Thanks for acknowledging me. Thanks for seeing me. You know, they just kind of want that. Um, and as soon as they get that, then they're going to keep sending you messages because they know that they're being received. So the more you validate your intuition, and even if you're not sure, you can respond to it like this. And I've literally done this out loud. So I do look like a crazy person sometimes when I'm by myself. Um, go, I think I heard this. So whatever you think, I think I heard I should take that exit, but I'm not sure. And so say you either you do or you don't, it doesn't matter what the action is. Um, as long as you're saying, I think I heard this, or I think I felt this, um, again, that just kind of goes into strengthening that, um, validation or that kind of connection between you and your intuition. So the more you strengthen that connection, you're going to find that it's almost, it is like learning a second language. And to me, this is very similar. So in the beginning, it's going to be really maybe brief or short. It's, it's going to be like smaller pieces. And then as that gets stronger, you're going to notice that it's, they're bigger or longer messages or more intense or stronger. Um, and so it's just basically having patience and time to let that grow. This is not a special gift for special people and only certain people can access it. Intuition is accessible to absolutely anyone. So, and I'll use this language thing as an example, learning Spanish is accessible to absolutely anyone. And there are going to be some people who catch on a little quicker or it's a little simpler. Um, There's going to be some people take a little bit more time. Uh, There's going to be some people that get fluent, some people that get just so that they can understand certain pieces and things. If you are determined to fluently speak with your intuition, then you will. And, and I believe that of any language, just like if you were determined to speak Spanish, determined to speak French, determined to speak Mandarin, it doesn't matter. You will, because that's your intention. So, um, so just so you know, that that's not like an exclusive gift that's only available to some people. This is something that you can, you choose. And I, I believe that of your entire life, everything that you experience, you go through that you want, and some, even some of the things you don't want, this is all choice. Um, because sorry, I'm digressing a little bit, but maybe this is important to some people, even when you're going through something garbagey and something awful, if you said to yourself and you meant this with conviction, like it is very important to me to live an authentic life, 
then you're probably going to get dished out some stuff in your life that's not pleasant so that you can live more into that authentic intention. So even though we don't ask for icky things to happen, we ask for great things. And sometimes we need to go through those icky things to get those great things. So intuition could be super handy if you're going through something icky. Um, if you start working on, on strengthening this connection, you can get a bit more context to what you are going through on, in that ickiness level. So when it feels gross um, and you have that intuitive connection and it feels strong, it helps to, it doesn't necessarily make the ickiness feel less icky, but it does give it context. And I find that context makes a huge difference because it gives us the ability to understand. And when we can understand something, it's easier to have patience. It's easier to, um, I guess, trust that where it's going to or what it's leading to or what's finishing or what's starting is all going to kind of place us in the the place that we need to be. This is not very well articulated, but thank you for your patience with me. <laughs> um, okay, so coming back, let's see if we can go back onto this intuitive building step. Okay, so we've already talked about the validation. So validating your intuitive hits anytime you hear them, even if it's, I think that was my intuition, but I'm not sure. So let's go into another way you might doubt your intuition. Am I intuiting or am I in fear? And I think this comes up a lot with, um, like, I just had a, a baby. Well, just, I guess he's a year old now. Holy smokes. Anyways, he's still a baby. I don't care what anybody says. Um, I, I find it happens a lot with, with new motherhoods and honest, uh, new motherhoods, new motherhood. And honestly, any point in motherhood, I think that this can, this can flash back up is, um, that we question, okay, was that my intuition or am I anxious or was that my intuition or am I worried or fearful? So it kind of comes up like, am I intuiting that my baby is going to fall down the stairs or am I just worried and paranoid that my baby is going to fall down the stairs? Bad example. But do you know what I mean? Like it's just going, when am I being fearful and when am I being intuitive? So there's um, a technique I can offer for this. I gave this to a friend of mine and I think it was effective for her. I should follow up just to make sure, but um, it's effective for me is if you sit in a meditation and if you don't meditate regularly, you might want to just, just get in the pocket with a meditation. So just basically get in the habit of maybe a week or two weeks, just meditate every day, just to find your meditative seat. Um, but then what you're going to do is you're going to have kind of an interactive meditation. So you're going to get into a state of meditation where you feel safe and at peace and not distracted. You're going to sit down and you're going to communicate and you're going to say, hey, where does my fear, doubt, anxiety, whatever, where does that live in my body? And you're going to wait and hopefully you will feel a response in your body somewhere. Um, and it might be really, really gentle or really subtle. You can also do this over and over again. So if it doesn't work the first time, don't give up, just try again. Um, so you can ask, where does that take place in my body? What does that feel like? So you're going to do an inquiry and what you are essentially going to learn, and you might feel anxious, fearful, doubt, and this is a great thing. This means it's working. So you're going to create those feelings and you're going to put them in your body somewhere. Um, so for me, um, those usually happen kind of in my gut area is where it feels icky. And then sometimes it's in my head. Um, then what you're going to do is you're going to kind of like close that, let there be space and let there be peace. Thank you. I appreciate that knowledge or I understand. Like, again, it's that validation, that acknowledgement. And you're going to say, what does 
my intuition feel like? And where is that in my body? And again, you can, I talk way too fast. You can separate these questions out, put some air between them. Um, and wait, you can ask the questions over again if it feels like you need to do that. And hopefully what you're going to notice is, um, that your intuition feels more restful and peaceful and quiet versus anxiety feeling a little bit more, um, stimulating, um, or fear. Basically, um, think of it as your intuition is never going to scare you. So even when it's warning you about something, it won't do it in a way that's jarring. Instead, it's going to do it in a way that's like, hey, you know what? You might want to think about avoiding this or doing that. When it is, and you're into, because I know you're thinking this, right? Into it. But what about when it responds? Like it is keeping you from danger, which it means it's very, it is very knee jerk or, or um, kind of quick. And it can. And what I've noticed in those times is when your intuition needs to like save you and it's urgent, you won't think about it. You will simply be in an action. You are, your body will already be moving. Um, and you won't need to think like you won't need the worry won't even happen. You're just already going to be moving. So a really good example, and I hope they don't mind me using this, but I know someone who had a baby, a really quick little guy, and he, she turned to talk to her other kid for just a minute and she turned back and her baby had found his way down the stairs and they have a very long, steep staircase. Um, her husband was already halfway up the stairs and she said, so he caught him and the baby was fine. He found, got a couple bumps on two stairs, all good. Um, and she was just so distraught and felt so bad. And she asked him, she said, well, why were you on the stairs? Cause he was just making breakfast. And he said, I don't know. I just, I just went to the stairs. I, just, I didn't need anything. I wasn't going upstairs to get anything. I was just, I just had, I just did. So that would be to me like the perfect example um, is that his body just got put into action because it needed to, because intuitively his body knew that it needed to be somewhere so that that baby was okay. So that's kind of an example, the best one I can kind of think of for this scenario. Um, But yeah, your intuition won't scare you and it won't make you feel fearful and it won't make you feel anxious and it won't um, stimulate a lot of emotion in you. Um, those emotions are going to come from ego, from anxiety, from fear, from doubt. So when you're having trouble distinguishing those two, even just sit with how you're feeling. And if you're feeling a lot of unrest, probably your intuition, ironically, is probably actually getting blocked. So um, that's why going into that state of meditation and really just sorting out what that feels like in your body really, really helps. Because then when you are feeling an overwhelming sense of doubt, fear, anxiety, etc., um, and all of a sudden we are blocking that intuitive channel. Um, if we know how to kind of step back and almost put, cause fear, anxiety, doubt, et cetera, they're helpful. They, they, they're a part of being human and we don't want to get rid of them. Um, but we just want to make sure that they're not driving the bus, right? So if we can put them back into their home, like it's like, yes, thank you. I appreciate that alert. Um, Just like pain is trying to alert um, our brain to say, hey, this place, we need to take care of this or or we could cause tissue damage. That's sort of what fear does, um, I think, on like a, uh, is it physiological, psychological, both maybe level, 
is, uh, is it's just that alert. So it's kind of supposed to, I guess, be the thing that comes before uh, the thing. But when it gets put on a loop, just like pain, we can end up in chronic pain loops. Then it's not really doing its job. It's a little bit, um, uh, like it's like a feedback loop. It's, it's not helpful. It needs to be retrained. So that actually does come up with chronic people in chronic pain conditions is generally they need to do a, um, almost like a neurological reset, uh, to help break some of that, um, patterning that that's occurred. And I won't get into it too much. Obviously it's not my area of expertise and I would never want to diminish someone's chronic pain journey. Um, because I know that that can be extremely challenging, but from what I've learned of chronic pain, that's, um, it's huge. It's huge to be addressed in the, in the mind. And again, not to say it's all in your head, but it's just that there is, um, a lot of evidence to show that that is a very important piece of the puzzle. Anyways, I digress yet again. Okay, let's go back to this. I think that the, not the last thing I'm going to say about intuition, but possibly I'll start kind of wrapping this up here. Um, One of the things is to now put yourself in a position where you can, I guess, play with that intuitive interaction. And this usually requires a tremendous amount of vulnerability and a tremendous amount of trust. Because if you're going to put yourself in a situation, whether you're using tarot cards or Oracle or no tools at all. Maybe you're a Reiki practitioner, body talk. Maybe you just want to sit across someone and, and work with their energy. Maybe it's, um, what's it called when you touch objects? There's an, a word for that. But anyways, you touch someone's object and you see if you can, it doesn't matter what kind of intuitive work you want to do. Uh, you, you just start doing it. So then it's putting yourself into the work. Um, and again, all to me, all this does is it really strength trains your intuition because the next step from like that validation. So we've got understanding how my intuition communicates with me. Then we're moving into like that validation and acknowledgement piece, which is huge. Separating intuition from fear and doubt and understanding what's intuition and what's um, ego. And then now we're moving into, okay, now I have to trust it. Because I have learned all these ways and I've acknowledged and I've validated. So now I need to actually put faith in it, trust in it, rely on it, lean into it. And that's when it can be really tricky. So when you get an intuitive hit and it feels like you're like, oh gosh, I don't know, I don't know. Because fear is going to kind of come in and wobble around. Uh, and, and our intuition generally... <laughs> will push us into situations that make us uncomfortable. And I shouldn't say generally, it actually more often is supportive and helps you out. It's just that we notice situations where we feel uncomfortable more. Um, But you're going to get put in, your intuition is going to try to nudge you into situations because going back to that, you know, intention of whatever, living an authentic life or having lots of money or um, whatever, living on an acreage, it doesn't matter. So whatever your goal or intention is, then your intuition is going to try to get you there, uh, which means you might get nudged into situations that don't feel natural to you. And then we get tested because we have to trust it. So we have to move into something, even though it might go against, because we can't see the bigger picture, it might go against what we think we need or what we should do. 
or if you're doing readings for someone, then it's sitting in front of someone telling them about themselves or a loved one or their life or a relationship and just trusting that what we're saying isn't just a big pile of crap. And, um, and, and that can be tricky, but the more that you do it, the more you're going to see, um, the more you're going to get out of it. Like the more you're going to see how your intuition works. And, and to me, that's where the magic is. So sometimes, um, I've done readings and, uh, commonly will be asked, oh my God, how do you do that? Or how does that happen? Or how does this work? And I always answer, I'm like, I have no idea because I don't. All I know is that it does work. And the only reason I know that is because I do it. But I wouldn't believe it either. Like I've had people say that, well, I don't believe this. Well, I don't believe it either. That's why I do it because I didn't believe it. So I do it because it just keeps proving itself. And I'm, I don't want to say I'm testing it because um, maybe that's not the most like pleasant way to put it. But that's kind of what happens is that it gets constantly put to the, put to the test and it constantly comes back and it works. I don't know how it works, but it works. And I think um, that's maybe just the other thing to have forgiveness for when you're learning is it's really hard to get out of the way, like to get that ego place out of the way. So especially if you're doing any readings for friends or someone you know, then you make assumptions. We always do that, right? We make a certain assumptions about people. We maybe assume that they're happy in a relationship um, and our intuition is saying they're not happy in the relationship. And it's like, no, no, of course they're happy. I just saw them the other day and they were laughing and holding hands and they're all good. But intuitively, maybe you get brave and you communicate. I don't know. It feels like there's something, a disconnect in your relationship. And then they cry and then that, you know, starts that conversation. It, you'd be surprised at what you see with your eyes versus what you see or experience with your intuition and how they can really, um, misalign. But that said, because we are human and we look with our eyes so often that can interrupt that intuitive feed, which means sometimes we're just going to be wrong about something. The other thing that happens a lot too is sometimes we'll say something intuitively and they'll say, no, that doesn't resonate or that that's not true or that's not a thing, but then cut to a month later, two months later, five months later, you know, cut to a certain amount of time, all of a sudden that has become true. So it it is interesting and, you know, we don't know how this works and time is a construct and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) So it's, it's sort of tricky, but it's really, really fun. And I really hope that if... If reading in any way that you're doing it, tarot reading, um, Reiki, like however you're doing intuitive readings, if that's calling to you or you're interested in it, or if you just find that you're kind of accidentally doing it all the time anyways, like you, you're just, um, I know a day day home provider and she talks about how she's like, oh yeah, I can just tell what this parent is going to be like as soon as they walk in. And I'm sitting here giggling because she says she's not intuitive. And I'm going, well, that's, that is intuition. That is like, if you already know about that parent and they just walked in the door, where do you think that's coming from? Like you don't know them. So of course that's intuition. (laughs) So if you just are craving, um, that connection, then, then lean into it and build on it. And don't let someone tell you that you need a course or that you can't do it on your own. And don't, please don't gaslight yourself into thinking that like you have everything you need to build that. If you want to, I would love to talk about this more and perhaps I will bring Jen and Melanie into a conversation, but if you want to ask questions, cause I'm going to leave it there for today, but if you want to ask any questions or if you feel like there's something I didn't get to, um, or something that was 
was unclear, then please, please let me know. Um, I'll just share actually one more thing just before I go, just in case it, it lands. There's one more thing. Um, well, there's probably like 10,000 more things, but anyways, one more thing I'm going to mention today is you can also, um, request for your intuition to show up for you a certain way. So if you're like, Hey, I would really like to hear my intuition, like with words, you could request that. My favorite way to experience intuition, so, um, and I, whether this has been just a natural, like, you know, unfolding of me doing all these steps we talked about or a conscious decision, I'm not sure, but it, it is a very effective way for me to experience my intuition. And so, um, again, I don't know if it was a chicken egg situation, which came first, if I asked for it or if it was given to me and it's like, this works, let's do this. Um, but as I get communicated in storylines, movies, books, um, memories from my own life. And what happens is, okay, so Forrest Gump, for instance, is one of my favorite movies and it makes me feel a lot of feelings. So perhaps I will be shown a scene from Forrest Gump and it makes me feel lonely and empty and sad, then I might be like, oh, this person is feeling, this person in front of me is feeling lonely and empty and sad. And maybe it's, did you lose someone? Okay. And then we kind of go from there. Um, I have also been shown uh, memories from my life, like a relationship that I was in. And I was like, okay, so that person was a, it was a very meaningful, a very important relationship, but it wasn't the person I was supposed to be with. Well, this person then sitting in front of me, that's where they're at. They're with someone who is very important. Um, I would actually refer to these people as soulmates. I don't feel soulmates are a, uh, maybe we should have a podcast on that. It's not a person you're necessarily with permanently, but it's a person that has a great influence on your life and that you are tethered to no matter where you go or what happens. They're always tied, um, which also makes those relationships very challenging to end. Anyways, so uh, I'll feel that and be like, okay, this person is going to be very difficult for them to leave. So then you can kind of relay that say, hey, it feels like you're in a relationship and you're tied together and it, the cutting that tie seems impossible or you've tried multiple times and you keep going back to each other even though you know that's not the healthy decision. Um, anyways, that's how my intuition plays to me and it's how I can get a lot of detail in my readings because... Um, I've, I can feel it. Like I can go, Oh, that feels so lonely or, Oh, that feels challenging or, um, and I can kind of embody that position and understand, but then I get, because I get that movie view, there's a more, I have a more omniscient view of things, which means I can bring in other factors and see more stuff that maybe the person in front of me can't see. So we can bring more, and here comes back to that word context. We can bring more context into this scenario and then help them to make more healthy healing decisions for their life. That's going to get them to where they want to go. And obviously that's, that's my intention as a reader is to get people from, you know, point A to point B with understanding and grace and, um, confidence or at least, uh, a bit of certainty. And that's why I like to do readings is seeing someone move from a place where they're maybe fearful or stuck and into a place of confidence and okay, now I can, I can go forward with this. So thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Spiritual Boss Podcast. I would seriously love to hear from you. I'm on Instagram at Tanya Ryan XO. 
Um, of course, we're on uh, Instagram as at the Spiritual Boss Podcast. You can also email us, spiritualbosspodcast at gmail.com. And if you are on your um, podcast provider as Apple and you want to leave us a review, it does help us a lot. We so appreciate it. And honestly, when you share episodes or you tell a friend, we really, really appreciate that too. So thank you. Have a wonderful day. Peace in, peace out.